This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the program Warning. Today we're going to continue with Paulette Williams, evangelist pastor Paulette Williams, Speaking, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let's continue. So Philippians, verse 4, 13. And it reads, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Who's strengthening you? That's right. Well, we strengthen ourselves only if we're in Christ. (laughs) Okay, so... Paul described this as a means of being strong in the Lord. That's what he was talking about, being strong in the Lord. He's talking about you have a little, you have a lot, you have, you know, I know to how to abound, to abase. And that's found in Philippians 4.12. So if you go up one, I know both how to abase and I know how to abound in everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Anything and everything can go wrong in life. Anything can. But God, God makes a way where there is no way. God will bring you through. You just need to realize all power and authority really is in Christ Jesus. And greater is he that's in you than he who's in this world. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You have to go that way because there's no other way. You have to be willing to surrender the control to God. See, I can control anything. And I have a controller personality, which means I'm task-driven. And me, I'm like a director, like a controller. My husband is more promoter because he's people oriented. I'm more task oriented. Now you can be analytical or you can be a supporter. Supporter is, is more of a people person. Analytical is more of an analyzer, but they're task driven. An analyzer is more like one that is a postman that has taken so much stuff in their life. They analyze everything, get a gun, go to McDonald's and shoots everybody and then shoots themselves. Because an analytical person, you can't call them wrong (laughs) because they'll kill. They'll kill with their personality. They don't like being anybody can be wrong, but not them. And they're analytical. And then they can react. But I'm a controller, and I once had a teacher in Bible college. He was a counselor, and man, we would have graduation. I'd never seen so many degrees on one person. (laughs) 
and I only had him for one class. I had a lot of assistant pastors that I would be under them, but I had never had him as assistant pastor. So I was never in one ministry that he had. And he was leaving, and he said, Paulette, I want you to take over pastoral care. And I was a layperson. I'm like, I'm not a pastor. He said, none of them can do what you do. And I only had him for one class. And I said, well, what is that? He said, you're this kind of a person. He said, I could tell you, build me that building over there. He said, okay, I'll build it for you. He said, then you're going to take and you're going to look at all the people. Oh, you love to build on wood. Oh, come, I've got a job for you. Oh, you want to do plumbing. Oh, you want to do electricity. Oh, you like drywall. Oh, you like gardening. He said, you will take all those people and pull them all in one space, cause them to work together in unity and harmony, and the building gets built. And he said, and then you won't do any of the work. <laughs> and I laugh because it's so true. <laughs> I just had to laugh and I was like, how do you know? He said, you know, I should have had you in the counseling sessions I had. I could have been teaching you. I could have been downloading in you. He said, because that's how you do it. And I said, well, yeah. He said, you'll take this ministry and make it work. And I said, well, why don't you give it to this other elderly man that was much more smarter than me? He said, because he doesn't have the mind you have. He said, not even the assistant pastors for what I built this ministry into, even they can't carry it. He said, you can do it because you'll get everybody and then say, okay, let's get to work. <laughs> and then you'll watch all of them. And I am. I'm a director and I'm a controller. <laughs> Y'all all go do that. And he was right. And I was amazed that this man had been around for a couple of years, but I didn't work with him. And I was amazed that he knew that about me because he's right. Exactly like that. I'm going to make sure it gets built. Because I want what you wanted. I want what you said. Let's go do that. But I'm not going to do the work. I'm just going to let everybody else do it. Because you have that great ability. Wow, you do such good work at plumbing. Put the plumbing over there. And that is the way I am. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And that's knowing what your gifts are. Whatever your gifts are, utilize them. God didn't give them to you so that you could be pleased that you have that. I have the word of knowledge. That's a gift he's given me. I have healing. I can lay hands. Those are gifts that he gave me. And that's fine. I can do that. I can. There's a lot of other things that he's given me. I use them when he wants them, when he needs them, when they have to be used. And I'll do that and stuff. But know your gifts. That just kind of popped up. Know your gifts and utilize them. And so I'm going to leave you with this one last thing. And that is this. That God is calling us to a higher plane and a higher level. It takes holiness. And I told you about holiness before. Holiness, you can't straddle the fence on it. You can't be in holiness and then still be in drugs and say it's God. You can't be in holiness and still be alcohol and drinking. That's not holiness because holiness is singular. Be holy as I am holy. You can't straddle the fence. 
You can't be in God and still be in Satan. He's a small G God of this world. You can't be in both places. You straddle the fence. I'd rather you be hot. I'd rather you be cold. But you're lukewarm. He will spew you out of his mouth. You die. You're spewed out of his mouth. And hell is your bed. Because he doesn't take lukewarm. He takes hot. Cold, send you to hell. Lukewarm, send you to hell. But you need to be on fire for the Lord. He's an all-consuming fire. You need to be hot for the things of God. So when God is moving you in the word and having you to study something out, it's for your good. When he's having you to hear something, it's for your good. I always tell people, get your nuggets from whenever somebody preaches. Get your nuggets. Get the pieces that are meant for you. Because this is what Kenneth Hagin Sr. had, had uh, taught. He said a cow or a horse eats grass. They don't have time for, you know, dividing their grass from their rocks and their, uh, their wood and all of that that's in that grass. They just eat it. So they eat the hay. They don't have time to be dissecting that food. He said they eat the hay and spit the stick. They spit the rock, but they eat the hay. So get your nuggets, whatever applies for you today or in the sound of my voice, get the nuggets because God is talking to you and he's put something in your heart. And I'm especially encourage you that if you've got a plan or a purpose that God has for you, do it, do it. It may not seem right, but God knows everything. He's eternity. Eternity is so wide and vast. Time is just a little slither. We're in time. But time is going to get done away with. And we have only left eternity. You're an eternal creature. You're going to be somewhere eternally. And I tell you, hell was not made for me. I'm not going. And I pray, sisters and brothers, you're not either. So be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. And remember holiness. Remember the boldness. Remember a good character and integrity. And on a good character and integrity, this is a saying that I love. Your talent can't take you where your character can't keep you. You need godly character and you need integrity to be a part of that when you have boldness and accessing God. Your talent can't take you. I don't care how talented somebody is. If their character is bad, they're going to come as fast as they went up is as fast as they're going to come down. Your talent can't take you where your character, God-fearing character, can't keep you because what keeps you up there as he's bringing you up is your integrity. So your talent can't take you where your character can't keep you. John 14, 27 reads, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. If you believe in Jesus, you're doing well. If he's your Lord and Savior, you're doing well. And I just want to leave that with you, brothers and sisters. And I'm going to go ahead and do a quick prayer. I went longer than I wanted to. 
But you know how those stories and those rabbit trails are. <laughs> but Father, let us pray a moment. Father, I just lift up whoever it is in the sound of my voice. And I pray for their salvation. And Father, I pray that you will hear their prayer. And as you repeat after me, say these words. In the name of Jesus, Father God, forgive me of my sins. Remove them as far as the east is from the west. I believe, Abba Father, that you raised Jesus from the dead. So with my mouth, I confess Jesus, asking you to be my Savior. Forgive me of all my sins, that my name be written in the Lamb of the Life, for I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I'm Pastor Paulette, Keys of the Kingdom Ministries, and I've enjoyed being with all of you today. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Did you like the message from evangelist pastor Paulette Williams? Great message. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Surely in these days we are living, which we could say are the last days, so to speak, we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I just sent out a pastoral article titled Mohammed, the Quran, Hamas and Israel. Now, if you don't get my articles, they're absolutely free. Please telephone 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. Once again, 360-629-5248. Or my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. And request to get on Dr. Hansen's free pastoral article, email, newsletter list. We can also send you hard copy if you don't have an email. We'd rather send it by email than we don't have to pay for printing and postage. In this article, I begin by saying the world is facing the possibility of a nuclear war. On October 7, 2023, Hamas infiltrated Israel through Gaza, initially killing over 1,400 Jews. Over 200 people were kidnapped, women were raped, and over 40 babies were beheaded. The war is escalating, drawing more nations into the conflict. The movement is a terrorist movement. Hamas is an Islamic resistant movement. The government of Israel not only formally declared war on Hamas, but is bombing targets in Gaza as well as Hezbollah targets. The United States has also bombed targets in Syria and Israel is preparing for a total military invasion of Gaza and has started. To understand Hamas, Hezbollah, and nations such as Iran, one must understand their prophet Muhammad, the Koran, and Islam. Now, I've got a book by Raymond Bennett, Philistine, The Great Deception, we're asking for a donation of $25 or more. That's $25 or more, The Great Deception Philistine by Raymond Bennett, plus shipping and handling. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read some excerpts from that book, and it's also in this pastoral article. Now, Islam is the antithesis of biblical Christianity. 
Christianity advocates love and compassion toward God and one's neighbor. Islam promotes hatred and cruelty. Muhammad, the founder of Islam, wrote the Quran, the Muslim holy book. It's a mixture of desert folklore and customs, revelations of Muhammad, and elements of teaching from both Judaism and Christianity. Not only have parts of the Quran been lost or deliberately removed, but entire verses and chapters have been added to it. The Quran also claims that Abraham was thrown into a fire by Nimrod. Now, the mere fact that Nimrod died centuries before Abraham was even born appears to be of no account. The Quran contains many such errors. You know, you've heard people say, don't bother me with the truth. Don't bother me with the facts. I don't want to hear it. And that's, you know, that phraseology, don't bother me with the truth. I've got my mind made up. That seems to be where much of the world is. You know, truth takes away deception. We have to keep saying the truth, but some people don't want to listen to it. But if anything's going to reach people, it's going to be the truth. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. But you have a lot of people out there, especially those that are promoting Hamas, dancing in the streets of America, protesting for Hamas, protesting against Israel, even though Hamas wants to wipe Israel off the face of the map and then wants to wipe America, bring America down. Yet, we have these protesters all through America in favor of Hamas, even university teachers, professors, students. I'll tell you what, if these people have migrated here and if they've taken their citizenship oath, which is supposed to be to protect the Constitution of the United States and our values, and now they're protesting to overthrow the Republic and overthrow Israel, I think they should be arrested and deported. Did you hear what I said? We need to deport them. We've got an army of Hamas sympathizers actually taking on their call, their call to cause trouble in America. We need to deport them, arrest them, deport them. As a young child, Mohammed was nursed by a Bedouin woman named Halama. The child had numerous fits which made Halama think he was demon-possessed. Every early Muslim tradition records that when Muhammad was about to receive a revelation from Allah, he would often fall down on the ground, his body would begin to jerk, his eyes would roll backward, and he would perspire profusely. It was why Muhammad was in this translite state that he received his divine revelations. Muhammad had an appetite for women and married 15 wives, including According to the book Philistine, I've heard it even as young as a nine-year-old. But here it says he married 15 wives, including a 10-year-old girl. He even married the ex-wife of his adopted son, who was divorced from her husband specifically for that purpose. The marriage caused such a scandal that Muhammad either received divine revelation to the effect that he was married by Allah's direct command. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Allah, Quran. The Bible and Islam are totally different. God is not Allah, although they call that in Arabic, and that's what the Muslims refer to God, Allah. But they say Jesus was a prophet, not God, not Allah, and that Jesus is coming back to destroy the Christians and Jews and bring the world under Allah. Well, 
the Bible calls Jesus also God. And they say in Islam, if you call Jesus God, that's blasphemy and they'll kill you. We believe Jesus is God. They believe he's a prophet in Islam to come back and kill the Jews, kill the Christians and bring the world under Allah. We do not serve the same God. Did you hear what I said? We do not serve the same God. Now make no mistake, both the Jews and Christians are targeted for total annihilation unless they are willing to submit to Islam. Christians must heed what Muslims in the Middle East chant in their demonstrations. First we fight the Saturday people, then we fight the Sunday people. In their holy war against the infidels of the Judeo-Christian faiths, they declare they will first reckon with the Saturday, that is, conquer the Jews, then Sunday, who succumb to the conquering hordes of Muhammad, the prophet and his God, Allah. Islam will thus triumph over the Christian world. During the 1991 Gulf War against Iraq, a survey was taken of Arab American Muslims living in the United States, and the results were startling for those that conducted the survey. They reported that a staggering 82% said they would not fight, nor would they allow their sons or daughters to fight for the United States in war. Once again, I think he should arrest and deport them. They took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States, not the Constitution of Islam. In every state, country they migrate to, they are loyal to the Constitution of Islam, not that Constitution of the country they move to. They're loyal to Islam, and Islam wants to bring every nation under Allah. They call it the nation of peace or the nation of war, depending if that nation is under Allah, then it's peace. If not, it's war. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you cannot defend the Constitution of the United States, they should arrest and deport these people because they took an oath to do just that. On the day that Arafat signed the agreement on the White House lawn, the very day he made an address to the Palestinian Arabs on Jordan TV, in which he said, since we cannot defeat Israel in war, we do this in stages. We take any and every territory that we can of Palestine and establish a sovereignty there, and we use it as a springboard to take more. When the time comes, we can get the Arab nations to join us for the final blow against Israel. Arafat's concept of peace is the same as that of Mohammed and Saladin. Peace for us means the destruction of Israel. We are preparing for an all-out war which will last for generations. Since January 1965, when Fatah was born, we have become the most dangerous enemy Israel has. We shall not rest until the day when we return to our home until we destroy Israel. Arafat was even more pragmatic when he defined the peace he offers Israel. The PLO offers not the peace of the weak, but the peace of Saladin. Saladin was a great Muslim warrior of the 12th century. His capture of Jerusalem in 1187 sparked a third crusade. But Saladin is also famous for the peace, which he made with the crusaders before he attacked and ferociously drove the crusaders from the Holy Land. It was Muhammad himself who laid the foundation for Islam to build a history of making peace with an enemy in order to attack it at a later, more opportune time. In 628, Muhammad made a peace treaty with a Kurdish tribe in Mecca in order for Muslims to worship at the Kaaba. 
Two years later, when he had gained more followers and were considerably stronger, he abrogated the treaty, attacked a Krish people, slaughtering every male among them. This agreement between Muhammad and the infidels of Mecca is known as the Truce of Hudabah. This truce became a model and precedent in Islamic law for all agreements with infidels never permanent. The government of Israel has offered a two-state solution to Israel to Hamas five different times, but they refused. According to their charter, they are not seeking peace with Israel. They want them wiped off the face of the map. Hamas also states in their charter from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. In Islam, Jesus is a prophet who returns to kill the Jews and Christians, bringing the world under Islam. In Christianity, Jesus is God. In Islam, it is blasphemy to say Jesus and God. They can kill you for saying it. It is so terrible that demonstrations are taking place across America today, including university campuses to support Hamas. Even teachers, professors, and some politicians are supporting Hamas murderous attacks on Israeli citizens. I personally believe that immigrants who have taken an oath to live in America, defend the Constitution, uphold our values, and they support now the destruction of Israel, support Hamas, I believe they should be deported. May God richly bless you. Do what you can to sound the alarm. Give us your best donation. Join Eagle Saving Nations, worldministries.org. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.